All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, as you learned from that vivacious introductory music, this is the Comedy on Vinyl podcast. My name is not Jason Klom, Mm-mm. but I'm sitting here with my guest today, Jason Klom. Jason, how are you? I'm good. Now, have we decided this is officially Comedy on Vinyl? Because this is 500 episodes of all my podcasts that I have put together. So this is oh this is this is 500 episodes yes. of stolen dress entertainment the audio edition that I have produced specifically because if JK we added produced. up other other people's stuff it would be a lot more than that okay I didn't okay. explain this properly you see I bring my good friend Alex Salem in and I don't tell him what's going on properly I prefer to be called not Jason Klom okay for I'm sorry not Jason thank you very much um, we are we are approaching 300 of comedy on vinyl but 500 episodes total of these three stupid shows that I do which. For uh, those of you keeping track at home, which is uh, everybody, is the Comedy on Vinyl podcast, which, if you don't know, is a podcast Mm -hmm. that talks about comedy, Mm -hmm. which was recorded on vinyl. The second of which is, of course, Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour, Mm -hmm. which began as a sort of opportunity for Dan Mm -hmm. Gomelier. Sure, let's say that. I like Dan that better. Dan Gomelier. Yes. And a J, quote unquote, I'm doing air quote unquotes mm-hmm. right now, meaning Jay Sun. Yes, thank which you. Which is not Jason's son, but no. Jason Klon. Correct. Uh, comedy Hour to talk about all of the comedy that they as a duo have done over the years, but served mm-hmm. as sort of more of a launching pad mm-hmm. into additional comedy. That is funny true how that and works debatable. Out. And uh, good. We like a good rousing debate yes, here at yes. Stolen Dress Entertainment yeah. slash the Comedy on Vinyl podcast. Slash whatever this is. And, and the third is, of course, Dispatches from Fort Awesome, which needs no introduction, so I'm going to say nothing else about it. Mm-hmm. You've been a guest on two of those shows. You should be a guest on the third. Why have I not had and, you? you and, know, yeah. And we're going to leave it to the audience to figure out which two <laughs> I was on and what the third one that I should be on is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will agree with that that assessment. Okay. Muchly. I will agree muchly. Well, then you should come on. Find a character and we'll do it that way. Because I, I want to start bringing people on, not quite comedy bang bang style. Bring people on as themselves and then whatever happens happens but a character usually skypes in so that we can excuse the audio quality being good i like that because it's mm-hmm. got that real underground mm-hmm. do it yourself mm-hmm. home homebrew computer company mm. club mm-hmm. feel Although, it. young me on a, a dictaphone did call in a while ago so the idea was that i had found a dictaphone and uh, it had a tape of me, and I had then gotten a message from Dan in the future, and I responded on a dictaphone. Basically, what that was was me running a dictaphone through my, my recorder and me talking into it, doing the best impression of me at 17. So you did the movie Frequency with yeah. Dennis Quaid mm-hmm. and Jim Caviezel. Yes, 100%. You, you, just, you did. just did the movie Frequency. <laughs> I love that movie. With, with, uh, with Andre Brower and, um, he was in and Noah Emmerich. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, and who played... Uh, who played the serial killer? The, the, they just looked so 70s. But oh. He was this like strung out, sketchy dude. Oh, mm-hmm. That movie used to creep me out, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it is creepy. Well, it's like it's like fun and mm-hmm. kind of like real good, like family friendly. And then right. it's like really dark serial killer thriller mm-hmm. for like a stretch. Mm-hmm. And I was like 10 or 12 mm. when I was watching this. Sure. And it just... Did I see that in the theaters? Maybe. Did you? There's half a chance. Yeah. 
there's only there's only one way to find out, and that is to call young Jason on the dick <laughs> That's phone. Very true. If I had <laughs> it, if I had it ready to go, that would have happened. <laughs> say, watch out for a movie called Frequency <laughs> with Dennis Quaid and Jim Caviezel, based on the Aurora Borealis, the naturally occurring phenomenon. And when oh it happens, God. I want you to I want you to make a note in our diary about where we saw it. <laughs> oh, Alex, dialogues with young Jason. Yeah. Uh, um, or, or and young not Jason. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. So yes, Jason, Alex. Um, sorry, not Jason. <laughs> thank you. That was a test, and I'll give you another chance later. Thank you. Uh, we were discussing before the episode began. Yes. Uh, in that ethereal void of before you know, on before the episode that the audience will never ever get to hear. <sighs> so sad. <sighs> Strange the passage of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were discussing, we, we were having a look back. We were yes. having a, a retrospective. In order to kick off this retrospective, mm-hmm. let us reflect upon the last retrospective, which yeah. was, I believe, in honor of the 100th episode of Comedy on Vinyl. Yes. Not the 200th, the 100th. No, the 100th, because I was desperate to find some kind of a landmark, some kind of a, just a, let's say we've done something on this show. So, some yeah. kind of a, let's kick it up a notch or yes. let's 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 do a concept episode mm-hmm. just to sort of break up the white noise of hey here's this week's episode exactly. listen and also at that point boy people had had to suffer through um well the first three two or three episodes were literally there's there's an album going in the background as we're talking over it because i thought that was a good idea and then for a while there, until I got a lot of shit from a friend of mine, uh, I was allowing people to not talk to co- talk about non-vinyl albums, and he's like, "You really need to stick to vinyl." And I got so pissy about it, and then I'm like, "I took a second. I'm like, no, yeah, you're right. I should just. It's called that for a reason." Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yes. You spoke about comedy albums mm-hmm. that, that were, were not, not on vinyl, vinyl because I desperately needed guests. Which which comedy albums were you speaking? Oh about? fuck. Uh, so did a bunch of Adam Sandler. Too much Adam Sandler. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Uh, although I did re I justified talking about him again recently because I'm like, okay, fine. The Lunch Lady Land single came out on on vinyl, so we can talk about that album. But it's the only way I can justify talking about that ever again, and I hope I don't ever have to again. Talked about some some interesting. Like I'll never talk about Cat Williams again. I don't care. You nothing <laughs> against the person who picked it. I just don't care. Give a fuck. What Cat Williams album did they pick? Something about being a pimp. That's all of them. I don't know. And that would have that. My guess is if this was in the last seven years, this was before he went absolutely insane. They would have picked an album that would have been fairly recent at that yeah. time. Yes, it was. And then and then okay, so that's that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I respect your decision to then be like, okay, I guess you're right. It is it is called on vinyl. We should stick to vinyl. But I just missed that part. Mm-hmm. Who criticized you for it? Oh, and how? No. It's a friend. Let's just say a friend and this friend. So who... not, not Jason Klom. No, not, not Jason Klom. Right. Criticized you. Correct. A very, uh, like, effusive supporter of the show. They're just, like, trying to be picky. And this effusive supporter has also since provided support to the show in in ways and it's like okay you know what you're right and it wasn't just i want more support from you it was more like okay maybe i need to have i need to stick to my shit because people aren't going to pay attention if i'm not sticking to my shit and it's arguable whether or not anybody's paid attention but that's fine hi Mm. hi not jason how are you hi jason Mm -hmm. thank you Mm -hmm. um that's a fine that's a fine point do Uh, i self-deprecate too much yes yes you do okay 
thank you for asking me mm-hmm. point blank. Uh-huh. Giving thank you me, for answering so fast. Well, I appreciate you giving me an opportunity to address uh-huh. the topic without having to bring it up myself. Uh-huh. You're welcome. Uh, while you are filling your glass <laughs> so of water loudly. from your <laughs> bottle of water, we're going to take a moment. <laughs> Folks at home, you are missing out. I don't know why I'm rubbing your noses in it. Mm. This is just preamble to get to the point where we describe mm-hmm. the water bottles Jason has so graciously <laughs> provided both of us uh, this afternoon. You know, what these remind me of yes. is when I was uh, a lad, a young lad, uh, sure. I, re- I recall going to the Renaissance Fair for mm-hmm. the first time as a young lad, mm-hmm. and I was fortunate enough to purchase a uh, large brown glass bottle of sarsaparilla. Of course. From the sarsaparilla tap. When mm-hmm. sarsaparilla... Is this in Cedar Rapids? Where was this? No, you're thinking of Sioux City. Which provides ah. Sioux City sarsaparilla. No, I was just trying to name places in Iowa. And you know what? No, I I am gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some props there mm-hmm. for naming an actual bona fide city in Iowa, mm-hmm. the state of Iowa. I'm from the state of Iowa, yes. uh, folks at home. Um, that was uh, not Des Moines, which mm-hmm. is the capital, which is where I'm from. Sure. Although any of these would be impressive, as far as I'm concerned, giving the standard of what people know about Iowa mm-hmm. everywhere. We've had a number of Iowans on Comedy on Vinyl. No way. Yes. Uh, if they're famous, can you put me in touch with them? Uh, sure, why not? And why not? Let's do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, you know what? Who am I kidding? Uh, <laughs> in general, can you put me in touch with them? Because mm-hmm. we lo- people from Iowa love talking to other people about Iowa. I get that impression. But that's true of anywhere you're from. Like, imagine being from Canada mm-hmm. and living in the United States. No, that's good. And finding other people from Canada. I love having ca- Canadians on this show, too. I love meeting. So I love much. knowing Canadians. Uh, I uh, every time a guest comes on who's Canadian on comedy on vinyl, uh, I ask them about the Canadian content laws uh, on television and radio because it's fascinating. Are to they me. different than the United States? They laws? are. They exist. They have to have a certain level of Canadian content in all of their television and radio programs. It has to be about Canada. Oh, yeah. Where everything that anybody produces in Canada. There are probably slight variations on this but yes in general if you have a Canadian if you have a show that is producing Canada and airs on Canadian television there it has to meet Canadian content laws that includes like music on the radio has to be you have to have Canadian artists so you're saying that's why Shania Twain and Alanis Morissette moved over to the mainstream so Could they didn't be. have to sing about Canada all the time Could be, but that's why Bob and uh, Doug McKenzie exist they were making fun of Canadian content laws because they're like oh really it has to be uh, Canadian well we're going to make the biggest Canadian stereotypes a huge sketch on our show Oh, and like... then it catches on <laughs> and it caught on and then of course like then all Americans think they're funny by saying hoser a bunch it's like no we're already making fun it's fine so Rick Moranis just sits back and is like whatever do what you gotta do I'm do what rich you gotta now. do that's funny. I hope he's rich. Well, it's shucks. I do too, but I don't know if he sunk it all into his bluegrass album, which you really shouldn't do. Yeah, <laughs> he might have. He might have. Oh, Dana, it's you. Oh, Dana. What was it? What Rick Moranis was I just doing? Oh no, somebody was playing "Suddenly Seymour" mm-hmm. uh, for me the other day. Um, the let's wow. go back to this brown bottle of yours. Oh yeah. Well, no. You, oh yes. I forgot where we were. I have had nothing mm-hmm. for fuel in the way of fuel or nourishment today. I'm so sorry. Other than two medium-sized cups of Starbucks coffee. That is all that, that is I've consumed. not cons- nourishment in any way, no. shape, or form. No, it's not. That is eating your stomach that lining. That is less than nourishment. Yeah. That is negative nourishment. Yes. Um, that is not nourishment for not Jason Klom. Right. 
Um, my my point being, mm-hmm. Sarsaparilla. You yes. wanted to make a crack about Sioux City Sarsaparilla because we're both large fans of the movie The Big Lebowski. Sure. Uh, and I just was really, you know, proud and somewhat moved mm-hmm. uh, uh, to to hear a good old reference to Cedar Rapids. I sure. felt a little nostalgic for it. Uh, only been there a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, this was in Des Moines. I got mm-hmm. some sarsaparilla. Okay. And uh, the thing they claimed was dollar refills for the rest of your life. All right. In sixth grade that day, I swore. I was like, I'm going to come back to this Renaissance Fair <laughs> with the same bottle every year. And I am going to get sarsaparilla from the same tap for $1. I think I did it once <laughs> several years later. Okay. But I don't remember anymore mm-hmm. i remember i kept the bottle sure i kept the bottle on my dresser with my dresser crap <laughs> for years uh-huh. uh and anyway uh that bottle like this one had that little thing where it's this little yeah. metal bracket that you pop open just below the just at the neck of the bottle mm-hmm. and uh and then you've got that little rubber stop thing i'm putting this in front of the mic here just so you can get a sense here i'm gonna do this sure. again Thank so you. I've, I've solidified it back on mm-hmm. and now i'm gonna do is i'm gonna pump the rubber top off the glass bottle. There we are. Wasn't that lovely, folks? That was delightful. Um, water bottles aside, uh-huh. let's talk about comedy on vinyl. So that was literally just to compare these two fucking bottles. <laughs> so you no longer well, yours own is, the bottle. Yours is green. Yours is green Mine glass. Is green. Mine is clear. You no longer own this bottle. Am I understanding uh, correctly? Or is you know it back what? Home? It's probably in a box of junk in my parents' house. Does the Ren Fair still come to Des Moines? Cedar Rapids? Uh, <laughs> does it still come to uh, Des Moines? Mm-hmm. Probably. I don't know. I've not been there during the Ren Fair period. For okay. Actually, shucks. I don't know. Maybe I was last year, and I just didn't go to the Ren God Fair. God damn it. Okay. Well, can we get an update at some point? If you go, will you? Because <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'll do a remote package you, yes, for Stolen is, Dress Entertainment. I want you to do this. We had my buddy Nick Robes do that. He did one for Dana J's comment. I don't remember what it was about, but it was funny because he's a funny guy. Actually, I love this. I'll you just, could make it funny. I'll just narrate the whole thing yes. on my phone. Yes. And on phone recorder, and yeah. I'll just send you updates. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is happening. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So speaking of Stolen Dress Entertainment mm-hmm. and the three podcasts they're with. Yes. Uh, let's, let's start with, mm-hmm. we, we began by speaking about one of, those episodes that I was fortunate enough to be a part of. Yes. Uh, and it, it brings up the topic of retrospectives on your work, which mm-hmm. is our purposes here today. It doesn't if that, have to be. If that was not abundantly clear. It doesn't have to be. Uh, but let's start there. Okay. A perfectly good place to start. Cool. The last time mm-hmm. that I recall you did a retrospective on comedy on vinyl mm-hmm. was um, episode 100. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was um, uh, my good friend Matt Lieberman, mm-hmm. uh, James Urbaniak, mm-hmm. and myself, and yourself. Yes. And um, I don't know. Before we began <laughs> rolling, you were about to say something, and then you said, "Let's start." Oh, right. Well, I don't know. I don't. We, we talked about that album, which has since been released on CD again. Although I hate releasing it through Amazon because it's shit, but it's fine. It's, uh, yeah, we talked about my first comedy album from 2001, which has never been released on vinyl. Again, shows how fucking hibbledy-dibbledy I was, because I didn't care about vinyl at the time. Let's go with that. Yes. That was your first comedy album. Mm-hmm. I know of at least one other one. Yes. You have since 
started your own comedy album label. Yes. Which is called Celery Sounds. Yes. Now, how many comedy album projects have Mm -hmm. you been involved with since Shoestrings? Is it just called Shoestrings? Yeah, it is called Shoestrings. It was originally called Shoestrings The Demo. I guess. I don't know why we call it Shoestrings EP. Because it was never a demo. It was basically an EP. The Shoestrings album. Yeah, we just call it Shoestrings. Uh, how many... Bleh, we talking about ones that have actually released or ones let's that start I've put with the together? One, let's start with the ones that, that... No. Let's go through all the ones you've put together. Oh, I can't go through all of them. I'd have to look on my computer, but it's about a Well, dozen. let's go through some of the ones that you've put together <laughs> that you can recall mm-hmm. off the top of the dome. Sure. So that's the first one. Shoestrings is the first one. Then, because I lived in Chicago, Dan made two albums for me, one for Thanksgiving, one for Fourth of July. They both came out a little late, but that's fine. Dan made me two. And these, when we did comedy albums for each other, they involved original sketches, a lot of shitty, stupid intros, and then us doing karaoke to songs because that was the filler. But we, you sing it in a funny voice. That's what you do. And then we made a ton of Christmas albums for our families. And we've since done a couple that are public Christmas albums. But a total of about 13 albums so far. The one I can think of is Ho Christmas Tree. Ho Christmas Tree. Sure. When you say you did albums for mm-hmm. each other, mm-hmm. do you mean like you used a microphone, mm-hmm. your voice, mm-hmm. and probably some sort of computer equipment? That microphone. That microphone. Oh, cool. That's the one I used to record shoestrings, yes. And you would speak into it, and you would say funny stuff, uh-huh. and you would compile it together into an audio file. Mm-hmm. But would you call it a full album, like, yes. of multiple tracks? Yes. Bless you. <laughs> um, I don't know why I said bless you. Normally I say salud. Mm, it's fine. Um, fine. Um, what are, are you sure? Like, how, how average in length are we talking? How long is this one? I don't know. I don't know. I'm asking you. I don't look at the length. An album's an album. An album is multiple tracks. That's all, all I get. Okay, great. About. As long as we're on both on the same page, that yes. an album means multiple tracks. Yes. The fa- like, some people will be like, oh, we'd, like, send each other a song. Oh, or I we'd, see like, make saying. a little skit no, or something. No, we're talking, like, multiple, like, 20, sometimes 30 tracks, depending on how bored we were. But it'd be, it'd be, like, it'd be like, oh, I'm just going to, like... Here's a little ditty, and mm-hmm. I'm going to call that a track, and then I'm going to mm-hmm. do another one. But, like, you've got an idea where you're going the whole time, or each one was just sort of, eh, I feel like doing this, 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 and the other, and then call it an album. Yes. A combination of the two. Because <laughs> they're written out. I mean, we both wrote stuff out. Wrote and produced entire sketches for each other. I don't know. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's that's that's, that's very impressive. Comedy is, comedy is how Dan and I became friends. Comedy is how we will always remain friends so we just did a little bit of comedy together in Boise I see it was fun I see mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. are you from Boise no I didn't think so neither is Dan when were you in Boise uh, two weeks ago oh oh you were just visiting in Boise yes because I had never been there before it was a weird it's, it's a it's a weird year and it was necessary could you tell me about the different hashtags that you were using on your social <laughs> media while you visited Boise? Because I only got to experience a taste of this. So what Dan does, so I'll tell you, the last time Dan came out to visit me, and basically any time he travels, he over hashtags because that's he finds it funny, and they are they're that's they're, because objectively it is it, funny. It is, and it's it's the it's the like extension of like hashtag blessed or hashtag set life. Uh, just you know like what I saw? You know what I saw the other night? What did you say? Hashtag hashtag blessed. They wrote out the All word right. hashtag blessed and hashtagged it. All right. 
keep going. That's pretty good. No, uh, but then yeah, that's so that I was just like following in Dan's footsteps in in terms of why not just tweet a bunch of dumb garbage. What was the one that like you definitely had in every single one of them, and then like I clicked on it, and I was like, you and like I clicked on the hashtag, and I saw that mm-hmm. like you had nine posts on this hashtag already. You you, you barely even landed. I don't. I this don't would have been remember. when you were, like the day you would have got there. The yeah, I was loading them there. up. I was I was taking them with the intent of posting them at at regular interval intervals, so it looked like I'm a real social media whore. But I don't remember. I, there were a ton of different ones. Ones that didn't make any sense either. But then we discovered when I, we landed in when I landed in Boise that they have one that's hashtag it's supposed to be ID Idaho beef, but all you see is I'd beef, and so that became a little running joke the whole time. I'd beef. Mm, I would pronounce that id beef. Ooh, or id beef. As also in, good. As in ego, super ego. Mm, id, id beef. Id beef. Sure. Um, or like, what if we just take out a couple of the syllables when we talk? Like, oh my goodness, what is in this? Id beef. All right. I like that. At beef, Dave. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Yay. And maybe later in the hour, we'll revisit some of those hashtags. That's fine. Sure. Meanwhile, how many album projects Mm -hmm. or what what are you after, you know, Mm -hmm. um, projects you uh, have put together as Celery Sounds? Oh, okay. This this project, this realm of project. So, So Shoestrings is up there. Uh, the aforementioned Ho Christmas Tree, then the one we did last year, which was, I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> then I made too many of these things, and they all have Ho in the title, and it's it's redundant oh. at some point. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Because we're children. No, that, that's fine. That, we're children. Then that that's like each thing is is like a dish is like a, a riff on the same gag. Yeah, it's, it's like been terrible. Running for it's that's terrible. Fine. That, we know. released that last year. Paul Dooley's album, which is uh, booked solid exclamation point. We're releasing that as the digital version. And if we sell enough of them, uh, then we'll CD or vinyl. Uh, the, we have like two left of the little um, one and a half inch world record comedy uh, records, which you can see one there. That's the only one that actually plays. Oh. One and a half inches. I can see that Ten there. seconds either side. For those of you at home, I'm looking at it right now. And uh, yeah, you can buy the little things without the audio grooves cut in. So it's basically a waste. But uh, feel free to buy those if you want. This looks like a, a design of an iPod. Mm-hmm. It kind of does. You're right. My little the little case. But, I 3D uh, first does look gen like that. iPod. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, a gift you didn't ask for from friends you never had, which is a really great fire sign style album by these guys. It's, they only released it on vinyl, and they're letting us release it, and it's brilliant. Jared Jeffries and Peyton Brown. They're very funny guys. That sounds. Like a delight. A now, why do you describe it as fire sign style? Because they are specifically fire sign influenced. There are a ton of fire sign references on it, and it is, uh, yeah, it's all not all one track, but it does. It, it, it is it is continuous. It's continuous. It, like like we, mm-hmm. we'll we'll see different scenes. Yep. But like we'll be continue. It'll be a continuous audio presentation to lead us through them and it also uses the physical medium of vinyl specifically the lock loop at the end of the side the second side in a way i've never heard a comedy album do in my life and i'm jealous that i did not come up with it and it's brilliant and they don't release it digitally so you can't buy you have to buy the fucking vinyl to hear it and and hear the lock loop because it's great it's brilliant so it's just the same thing over and over at the end but it's the same. It's great. It's <laughs> okay. No, I, I like I like the sound of it. Do they, do they take the uh, the fire sign influence of um, 
I don't want to call it just satirical, but mm-hmm. it's like that sort of heavily um, anti-propaganda style satirical. Like mm-hmm. it's very much like like anti-authoritarian. Yes, one hundred percent. So they they keep that note specifically. Uh, technology is the authority in this. That's that's a big part of it. Okay, I think that makes way more sense because yep. in the modern political climate, there's lots of who's its and what's its and faces you can very cast true. stones at. But I think. The overarching monolith uh, technology itself, as mm-hmm. Kubrick would say. Moving on. Um, <laughs> I'm impressed that you write out these comedies and then record them. What, these albums? Yeah, because yeah. I would think if you're doing like uh, that level, that volume of audio, wouldn't it just be easier to just hit record and go, I'm going to do a little thing. and then That's called a podcast. <laughs> That's why Dan and I are no good at it. That's not true. We're okay at it. But, like, Dan and I are way better with a script. I think. Oh. I would say. How much How much time does it does it take to, to write out an album's worth of, of, of script? I write really fast, so I don't know. I don't know. You just write it out. Mm-hmm. Look it over. Make sure you're like, yeah, that's what I want it to be. Mm-hmm. And then it, and then you just record it all in one go. I mean, I mean, let's assuming it's something that like you're just gonna send to Dan. Right, right, right. We're recording this much slower uh, the way we've been doing. So the way we're doing it now is Dan and I are podcast style. We've got Skype on, just audio, so that we don't lose any. Uh, there's less delay, and I have less to fuck with because there's a lot of timing you have to deal with. And we're recording all the parts ourselves. So we each pick a part, we do it. And then once we've got guest stars, I go in person to those guest stars and record them redoing either Dan or I playing that part. For instance, I had Jimmy Pardo, his wife, and his child all do parts on the album. Uh, that's different funny. sketches, and they're great. Oh, so this is this is the new album. The new album, yeah. That's what I'm talking about right now. Do we know what it's called? Uh, it is called... <laughs> so originally... Is it called... Uh, Ho Tenenbaum? Or? No, no, this is not a Christmas album. It's not album. Christmas. No, this is going to be our regular, our first regular Christmas album since Shoestrings. Everything else has been a Christmas album or a weird online release that really couldn't be now. Uh, you meant to say regular comedy album. What did I you just, say? You, what you said was this will be our Christmas. first regular Christmas album. <laughs> right after you said this is not a Christmas Fuck album. Fuck me. So the next yeah. Christmas album should be called <laughs> our first regular Christmas album. It really should be. Uh, yeah, no, it's called, and uh, I'll explain why it's called this in a moment. It's called Dards and of Diddles. Now, the reason it's called that is Dan took uh, the name of every sketch we ever did up to a certain point, ran it through an AI thing, and it automatically generated thousands of different names, and we like that one the best. <laughs> it, it, it comes up with a pattern. Like, this is how you assholes write, and that was Dards and of Diddles. Makes, and it sounds almost fancy, and it's great. And... <laughs> And the album cover is going to be designed by one of my favorite cartoonists, so that's going to be amazing. Who is named? I shouldn't say because I've not oh, officially contracted then, then him. never mind. But then. people can figure it out very easily if you go online and see stuff I like. Great. Now that we've got all the boring plugs out of the mm-hmm. way, we can have fun now. <clears throat> sure. Let's go. Let's get down mm. to mm. it. Mm. Did I tell you that I came up with my favorite, like my top 50 of comedy on vinyl, and I had to pick... It naturally, like you narrowed it down them, to fifty. You went to the trouble of picking fifty. I was gonna do ten, right? And then I'm like, but ten doesn't work because I love this one and this one and this one. Forty more that are also the best. Exactly. Well, what well, a real screw you to the other hundred and fifty, though. Uh, if you, to the other two hundred and fifty, almost actually, yeah. Okay, that's a little bit better. It's a little bit better. Mm. Well, you're in the top fifty. Is all I'm just gonna tell you. Well, that's cool, and thank you, and I love that. But like, like, we're talking like Tommy Chong, Harry Shearer, and not Jason Klum are all. <laughs> are all 
So should we, should we do? Should we do the what is what's the radio show that Harry Shearer does? Le Show. I don't think he does it anymore, but it's called Le Show. I listen to like spots of it here mm-hmm. and there because it's very spotty. Mm-hmm. So we'll just we'll just do that. We'll just do the not Jason Klom Le Show. Sure. And if you notice, there's more to it than that. I. Maybe I'll pick that riff up later. Yeah, anyway. that's fine. Feel so you free. pick the top 50. Mm-hmm. Not Jason Klom was fortunate enough to be among that. Mm-hmm. Let's go with that direction. Sure. Uh, which episode? Uh, the the first family. Because, uh, the, well, for a number of reasons. One, but... that was the first first family yep. on Comedy on Vinyl. Yeah, which is weird. It should have been the first episode we ever did. But really it was like the 200th. It was it was deep into it. It, it was, was deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because I went through and I picked some of them were like, this was a really great interview. Like, I felt really good after it. Or this was a landmark like Matt Bessers is on there. It's a fine episode. I wasn't a good interview at the time, but that was like our first celebrity. So I picked that. I picked Rachel Bloom's first episode because she's super famous now. And it was super cool that she did the show when she did it. She's done it twice, hasn't she? Two or three times. Yeah. And What I like, albums did she pick? I was just thinking picked, about this the other day. I was watching her Instagram live. Dare to be, no, not Dare to be Stupid. Even worse. Dare to be stupid. We did one exception where we talked about her album because her comedy album is brilliant. It's very good. I didn't even know she made a comedy album. album. Yeah, it's great. It's called Please Love Me. And it's her <laughs> it's her crying on the cover with her her uh, mascara running and she's just holding her boobs up. It's just like it's supposed to so desperate for love. And it's and the album is so fucking good. It is a perfect precursor to Crazy Ex-Girlfriend in terms of tone. Wow. Uh, Sounds like it. Yeah, it's great. And uh, yeah, I don't. I picked Ackerman too because Ackerman didn't have a TV show yet quite. I picked Jonah. Picked a lot of people who were like on the verge of super famous, were just famous enough. They're just podcast famous at that point. And so they did your podcast Mm -hmm. and then they got famous. They got famous. This show's a kingmaker, is what I've been trying to say. That's right. That's right. So after that, you got Grey's Anatomy. I mean, it, it, what am I going <laughs> to Actually, yes. Okay, the first one I did, mm-hmm. December 2012, you mm-hmm. and I talked to Paul Zaloom about Lord Buckley's. That was the first one. Yeah, you, right. Lord Buckley's. That's um, in there too, I think. So you um, might have made the, the list twice. The bad rapping of the Mark. Marquis de Sade, yes. Sade or Sade, 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 as you, as you like it. I, and I got super into Lord Buckley after that. I, I didn't listen to it once before that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny. I remember this. I bring this up now, uh, mm-hmm. which is uh, so fruitful. But I, I brought up that exact point mm-hmm. once to you and Matt and Urbaniak mm-hmm. um, in the, in the uh, retrospective episode. Mm-hmm. And what I remember about it is I was just trying to contribute something. Mm-hmm. Because I just remember thinking, like, I really don't like. It's really nice to be here, but sure. I really don't need to be here. I'm not really throwing down very much on. In well, this. you got two guys. Those two guys can take over a room. <laughs> That's the thing. You could have done two different whole. You could have done that whole episode uh-huh. two different times. Yep. One with just each of them. Yeah. And instead, 100%. you had. I don't know what I was thinking. I, I don't even know whose idea that was. was that's that my why idea? we're that's why we're here to, today, Jason. Yes. I want to know what you were thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's even my idea. It's probably my idea. I don't know. I was just like, you know what? I like James Urbaniak. 
Uh, he's one of those guys who I like made friends with through the show, and I'm like, yeah, I probably wanted to show that off a little bit. And I thought Lieberman was cool, and also I fucked up saying his name the first time he was on the show, <laughs> and I felt real bad about it. And I like I like Lieberman a lot. And I'm like, I want to make it up to him in a weird. That's a weird way to. Be like, I want to make it up to you. Why don't you come on my show and interview me? Like I'm important. So I don't know what what was I thinking. You, I didn't know you wanted to you wanted to make that up to him because you. I've been trying said to make his that name up. wrong. I've the been first trying to time. make that up to him. For What'd a you long say, time. Lieberman? No, 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 no. I do not wish to relive it. It's oh, embarrassing. Oh wow, I was not expecting this. We really I just touched got it a wrong. nerve. I got it wrong, and I felt bad about it ever since. I, I couldn't called I, him Mott instead of Matt. No, no I confused I his last name with another person's similar last name who I know. So oh you know, yeah. Oh, you called him Joe Lieberman, like the senator. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. He made that joke the day I met to him. To be fair, um, he was talking like this the whole time. That's not true. That's the best Joe Lieberman impression ever. Oh, that's anyone's a Joe ever Lieberman. done. Okay. No, that is the best. Jo- you heard it here first, yeah. folks. I'm that's a real we- Vaughn meter. <laughs> But that's another um, reason your episode is great because so it, <laughs> I knew I knew who Von Meter was and I knew the whole story. But then what what so you're full disclosure, you're about eight years younger than I am, and at the time you were still eight years younger than I am. And the whole time I'm I'm like, we're talking about it, and I'm like, this guy knows way more about the history of Kennedy than I do. And I'm like, fine, this is good because we rarely dig this deep into the side stuff. Like we didn't we dug into Von Meter, but also you got hard into Kennedy, and I'm like, good. Good. I was like, I'm embarrassed, well, but also impressed. Well, so. it was a lot easier to remember stuff that, like, I forgot from history class about Kennedy mm-hmm. than about Von Meter. Sure. Because they didn't cover that very much. I think, no. I think like, like your typical U.S. history class or your uh-huh. AP U.S. history class will, like, mention Von Meter as, like, a footnote in, mm-hmm. like, like the, the chapter on, like, Kennedy's life. <clears throat> I, 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 don't, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Um, and since then, I've gotten to talk to his widow. So I mean, like I came became relatively obsessed with that album afterwards. So yeah, there's a lot there's a lot to it. Yeah, I was just thinking about this earlier. Who who was it who said um, the famous joke? Lenny Bruce. Lenny Bruce. That's what I thought. Von Meter's fucked. Because I was I was just like, but wait, if it was Lenny Bruce, wow, Lenny Bruce is um, a character in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Which I was just watching. That guy is remarkable. Sorry, side note. That, that guy, guy that playing guy him is, is phenomenal. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's very Canadian, good. by the way. Found that out. Canadians. Oh, what, what a real hoser. <laughs> yeah, damn it. Yeah, Christian Brune pointed it out because Christian Brune, as he said, knows every Canadian in Hollywood. If he, you know them when he oh, really? needs it. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, no, I know. Yeah. So he, he knew he was Canadian oh, that's immediately. Um, Somebody also told me, by the way, that when J, JFK Jr. died, that supposedly Jeff Garland went on stage and said Von Meter Jr.'s fucked, I think is what he said. I, I saw that. Yeah. It's that, 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 that made me. That's delightful. Anyway, uh, you ever you ever do um, you know the comedian uh, Theo Vaughn? Theo Vaughn, I know brother Theo. I don't oh, know who okay. Theo Vaughn is. No. no, he's got a Netflix special. I okay. was just curious if you'd ever done any of his albums on the show, and mm-hmm. if so, how they rated. I see. I. E., what is your Vaughn meter? Holy Christ, it's very good. I'm upset at it, but it's very good. Anyway, as we were saying, Woo! Uh, we were we were this on is... Buckley. We we're on a Vaughn meter. The yeah. um, we can talk about whatever you want. You're also on the news radio podcast. We can talk about that. <clears throat> it's a good time. You're at the end of every news radio podcast, too. Wait, what? Yeah. Your voicemail where you said, good day, big day today, Dave. Which, by the way, <laughs> turns out he never says in the episode. We all think that's what he said. Uh, yeah, I, I, I play that at the end every time. You and my cat meowing. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
That's a big data day, Dave. Yep, that's in there. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jimmy James. That's right. I'm giving you Fibber McGee and Molly. <laughs> the rights to the show. Bunch of tapes. Great. Sorry. That is correct. Well, that's Bill. Um, mm-hmm. No, the funny the reason that's funny is mm-hmm. because I was having a conversation with a not Joe Lieberman mm-hmm. uh, about news radio, and mm-hmm. and we'd watch the Big Day episode. Just, the Big Day episode came up, but like I, mm-hmm. that's that's where that riff came from. Okay, which I only just now realized from you saying he never actually says that in that episode. Right, is like. I think one day he and I just got on a like, hey, we can do Stephen Root as Jimmy James. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what would he say? Right. I don't know. I remember how he sounds, but I don't know what he would say. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that just came to mind very easily when you um, set up the Dispatches from Fort Austin podcast. Yeah. Uh, fun. Easily the most successful podcast I do, in some ways. Big big news radio. Uh, mm-hmm. Big news radio fan. Comedy on Vinyl gets some, has the most listeners, but <clears throat> dispatches from Ford, Ford Awesome. How have I had this much water and I am this like clogged up? Do you want? Do you want? Do you want, <coughs> some, of, do you want some of mine? No, I'm fine. I'm, I'm good. Okay, uh, good. But dispatches drink from Ford, Ford Awesome has had the most audience engagement, like fan art and shit. Like that's dope. Yeah, this dude named Joe Galvan, who by the way gave us WNYXNewsRadio.com because he wasn't using it because we needed a good domain name. He just gave it to us. Um, he did this art up because we have this fan theory. It's mostly W-M-Y-X. Jen's fan theory that uh, Joe uh, Joe's character, Joe Rogan's character, Joe Gallivan, oh Joe Rogan, mm-hmm, is a secret serial killer on the show. Makes his own duct tape, has a van. There's a lot of things that start to There's add a lot up. Of support. And then and then in later years mm-hmm. starts a very successful podcast with mm-hmm. the logo on it where he it's him with a third eye. Mm-hmm. I don't didn't know. Even, we didn't even dig that deep. We're going to have to. What was he doing? He was just debunking conspiracy theories in his basement on a microphone all the time? Mm-hmm. Sounds a little... Mm-hmm. You know. Avant-garde, it does. if you know what I'm saying. It does. Is it too dark in here for you? No, actually, I like it's it. Do you mean dark in light meter? Mm-hmm. Light reading? Or That's dark, what I meant. Or dark in tone of content? Yes. Because I was just listening to the album You Want It Darker okay. by Leonard Cohen. Okay. On my way over here. Okay. And I don't know this album. Mm, I don't it was, know. It was, it was the last single he had. Like, I know like, one like, Leonard like Cohen the year song. Year he died. Is, Is that it Hallelujah? song from Shrek? The song from Shrek. <laughs> Rufus Wainwright sings the version in Shrek. Thank yeah, you very much. He does. Uh, writer. Right through his of team. Wayne's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know until like last year that Rufus Wainwright was the son of Loudon, Loudon Wainwright the third. Yeah. Loudon Wainwright the third wrote a song called Rufus Is a Tit Man, could which is the most. Beautifully ironic they're, thing in the world, considering how gay Rufus Wainwright is. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't really. I don't really dive into the Wainwright mythology as often why. as maybe I should. Don't know why? Dead skunk. I don't know why. Um. Now I'm just thinking about Terry Gross asking Loudon Wainwright the Third uh-huh. about the role of the song "Dead Skunk" mm-hmm. in his career. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. What, I don't remember what Loudon Wainwright says. It I was just listening. Matter. She I was listening to Fresh Air earlier this year. Uh-huh. And she had like, him on. Oh, cool! Now I get. To, I think it was a rerun. I don't know. Now I get to learn a little bit about who Loudon Wainwright the Third is. Last I remember hearing from him, he was in the movie Elizabeth Town, the Cameron Crowe, Orlando Bloom, Kirsten Dunst film that was sure. not critically well received. No, it was not. 
Should I have him on the podcast and just talk about his appearance on the Parks and Rec pilot? Loudon Wainwright the third yeah. or Cameron Crowe? Cameron Crowe. Oh, yeah, don't no, think you he's should. Been involved. Yeah, yeah, you should have. You should. He was in the Parks and Rec pilot. Loudon Wainwright. Is. I never watched. I never watched the first season. Because uh, well, everybody told you not to. You don't have to, but I enjoy it. But you don't have to. I might go back and do it now. I've seen it too many times. What the fuck are we there was doing? A larger, what are we even talking there about? There was a after? larger point I wanted to make. You don't <laughs> you don't want you don't want a grab bag? You don't want a grab bag? You don't want to you don't I want like a potpourri? It. No, I'm just like I feel Comedy like, on potpourri? I I like that. I just I just feel like we I don't want title. you to feel like you're you're floundering or foundering or whatever the I word feel is. completely fine. Okay. Do you feel like I'm floundering? Do you have no, something you want to say? No, I feel say? like I am constantly. Well, There's how about this? How about this? Self-deprecation. You again. you have you made it clear up top. Yes. I I pitched you a couple of premises for whatever that yes. we're doing right now. Yeah. And you said, "Yes, no, great, maybe I love it. Let's do all of it." Mm-hmm. You, the only rules you actually laid out was mm-hmm. that it was in my hands. Yes, I did. As such, mm-hmm. what we're doing right now yes. is you are fielding everything that I'm throwing at you poorly. There's that self-deprecation. One There's more. that self-deprecation again. I've already made my feelings on that very well known. What mm-hmm. I'm saying to you is this. Yes. Look out. Mm-hmm. Because um, <laughs> I'm throwing things at mm-hmm. you. I wanted to talk more about Von Meter. Mm-hmm. Nope, it was something after that. Okay. Um, uh... Big day today, day. <laughs> How would Vaughn Meter fare in the political climates that followed the Kennedy administration? This is mm. something I want to get to. That's a good question. If he looked like and could perform as any of these other people. I mean, because uh, immediately uh, the, what comes to mind is if he had decided he wanted to keep doing those things. He tried to get out of making the second First Family album, but was contractually obligated. Uh, and they made it. And they, they made did, it, and, and a lot of people say it. it's better. No, they, it was released. That's the one that got that got was pulled. That came out right before. So, and then they, all, both of them right before got Kennedy was right before assassinated, Kennedy, like a month before. We need to we need to clarify yes, exactly what we're you. talking. Yeah, about. it did not come out. before What happened the first was in album. Dallas mm-hmm. in November twenty second, nineteen sixty three. President Kennedy's as James Franco taught us. You know, did you like that show? I watched like two episodes of it. Um, I really did, and then I've heard a lot of people hate it, so I might be an idiot. <laughs> well, well I, you you shouldn't like like. Can, I don't understand. They're still making the deuce, but right. like we know James Franco is unsavory. I don't know any of the right the story there. Yeah, but at the I time know. I didn't know. Mm, I say I didn't know. I might have been ignoring it like a dick. Uh, that stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, in that I'll never rewatch it because of that. Can we do that? But about Von Meter. You, we cast you. You go back in time, and you have to stop. <gasps> you know, you have to figure out a way to save <laughs> one meter's career. <laughs> I, I think Chris Cooper sends me back mm-hmm. to 1960 mm-hmm. to try and get me to prevent the recording of the <laughs> first family album. Yeah. is that what it is? Or, or yeah, I don't know what the story is. Or, you, or, this is in your hands. Or, or get them to release. It's one of these. Yes, yeah. Get them to release the second one earlier, mm-hmm. or maybe get—I don't know—get get it so like um, they they hold off discovering Von Meter until they make the comedy album about Lyndon Johnson and <laughs> he starts impersonating LBJ. Yeah, see, that's my next thought. It's like he just goes on and does like Nixon or LBJ or whatever. Yeah, like that's that's. I, I don't know. Like like I'm trying to figure out what would need to happen. Like if Kennedy wasn't assassinated. Mm-hmm. Would he just keep doing Kennedy 
reacting to all of the other administrations. Yeah, right. Maybe. Yeah. Well, uh, Nancy and I sat down with John, and um, he had quite a lot to say on the subject. Um, I believe the Star Wars program is uh, very good. The Olympics are happening this year in Los Angeles. Everybody should get a Macintosh computer. The band The Talking Heads is fantastic. Vaughn Meter names 80s things. Yeah, yeah here's the thing. I have... Vaughn Meter does the best hits of the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and today. I have Rap Master Ronnie. I'm pretty sure that's what that is. Uh, I'm just saying. And I have like 20 Nixon comedy albums. And I, I don't want... There's so many of them. There's no other president about with that many comedy albums about them. Even though I have a ton. That's correct. There's an unproduced Kennedy one where Paul Dooley plays Kennedy. He doesn't know where it is. He knows one of the co-writers. I'm trying to hunt it down currently because if I can find it, I'm going to release it. But uh, yeah, there's an unreleased Kennedy album where he played Kennedy because he did a thing on uh, stage with Alan Arkin where Alan Arkin was playing Khrushchev and he was playing Kennedy. And then eventually from that, somebody's like, oh, your Kennedy's adequate, which I'm sure Paul Dooley would admit. It was just an, it was just doing Vaughn Meter. And uh, they recorded He got paid 500 bucks. They did an album and it never went anywhere. It never got released. So what you're saying to me is <laughs> you want me to you want me to take the missile out of Cuba. <laughs> yes. No accent whatsoever. <laughs> you want me to take it out of Cuba? Is that what you want? What are you going to do for me? How many bunches? <laughs> uh, for those of you keeping score at home, what you don't know is Alan Arkin was a consulting writer on the classic Harry <laughs> Belafonte track, mm -hmm. The Banana, Banana Boat? Banana Boat Song? Banana Boat Song. Banana Boat Song. In parentheses, Deo. Uh, therefore, one can reasonably conclude <laughs> the pitch meetings and writing sessions for those lyrics would have included scenes of Mr. Alan Arkin saying... What did Mr. Belafonte say he was okay with? Are we going with five foot bunches or six foot bunches? <laughs> How far are we going? How many bunches we Eight foot? Through? Eight foot? Can we agree on eight foot bunches? <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing that only us and uh, what three other guys in the drinking game it's, no, show. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's you, me, Brett, and Alan, right? You, me, Brett, Allen, and Jeremy. It's Jeremy, the five yeah. Arkans. The five, what were the five Arkans? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that started way too long ago. Um, the uh, drinking game show or the five Arkans? The five Arkans. That's, oh. uh, yeah. Drinking game show did start about the same. No, started just before I did comedy on vinyl, actually, now that I say I got, I got a great, I got a great idea. What's your great idea? Hit me up. Let's do this. <sighs> I mean, already before I began, I'm already like, you know what? No, no it's, it's not, not great. a great idea. It's, it's, it's an there. idea. Sure. Um, since, since we're doing a full potpourri mm -hmm. of anything you and I have even remotely done together yes um let's 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 make the the premise of this episode is all we're just we're just pitching a bunch of concepts mm -hmm. the whole time what if we did this that. what if we did that what is the status mm -hmm. notice how i did not say status, status. Mm -hmm. what is the status of the uh <laughs> the history of the drinking game audio project that you've oh, been shit. fiddling with now yeah you know i need to do something with that uh but then i have to cut out a certain woman who's did not want her voice at least when she was drunk in it so i have to cut that out i should do something with it though well then what if you got that same person's voice while they were sober yeah i'd like to do that i should do something with it I well, all, you have, to, all I, you have to do is just like do it but like yeah 
And like I, it's it, not that's much very, to do. To that's it. very unfair of me to say because you are better than almost anybody I've ever met in the history of me being eight years younger than you. <laughs> um, at actually like making stuff happen. Mm-hmm. There's all the things under Stolen Dress which are not audio based. Right. Which therefore do not fall under the purview of this podcast. Therefore we are legally prohibited from that addressing them. That is absolutely them. true. If there we are, do, there will be censure. It's it's a long, it's difficult. There will, yeah. There will, tariffs. Yeah. There are tariffs. There, will, there are the audio based projects from yes. Stolen Dress Entertainment sure. that we have. Um, Many of those that are still on the shelf. Yes. And then there are all the Celery Sounds audio based yes. projects. So, mm-hmm. so there's all of these that you actually do do so when i say all you would have to do mm-hmm. is do it i'm sure. not saying uh hey go do it i'm saying like oh whenever the heck you have time for mm. that because your slate is already well I'm just slated. You reminded me about it like legitimately <laughs> I, hey. forgot, I forgot about it hey jason Klom. yeah this is your buddy not jason Klom. just mm-hmm. a little friend a little reminder mm-hmm. how about that uh history of the drinking game project thanks buddy or actually you know what maybe i should you i could not remind you and then i'll just do it Sure. Right. Okay. That's okay. fine. Uh, speaking of stuff we've done together. Yes. Looking forward. Yes. Reflect on that. Okay. That's a movie I did. The end. Uh, no. Looking forward 2016. Reflect yeah. on that. Okay. That's that's fine. That is not over. <laughs> Sadly. That's all. That's a bigger project than it seemed like. So 2004, I started my fake presidential campaign as a 24-year-old boy. Uh, and then... 2012, I did a movie that was okay and really is only watchable at all because of uh, Alan Rickert, my co-host on uh, Dismatch. I believe it's pronounced Rue Eckert. Rue Eckert. Sorry, no. It's spelled Rue Eckert, Mm -hmm. but it's pronounced Rickert. It's correct, yes. And uh, that is not to say nobody in it is good. My job putting it together was not the best, but Alan is worth watching for all the work he has to do to save it. And then for some reason in 2016, I'm like, this might be a good year to, to re- revive my fake campaign. And so we shot for 10 months, tons of vlogs in character, uh, meetings in character, varying uh, different the uh, styles and things. And I'm still cutting that together into a feature film that was supposed to come out last year. Hi. That's it. Okay, fantastic. There's a lot now, of really good stuff in it. I'll say that. I, I, I will agree. Having all seen all of it. No. Nope, that's another part of it. That's another part of the project because I have to watch all those no, 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 vlogs. No. I'm saying, uh-huh. me, yes, not Jason. Yes, oh. having oh, seen, having seen all, all of it. it. Yes, okay. Yes. I will say it's good. Okay, good. Uh, the 18 seen, hours of movie. Actually, yeah, I think I saw. It's I can't. Th- I can't think of any parts of it I didn't. You see. didn't see. Okay. So, so there's probably some good shit. There's li- there's got to be gems in there that I don't know about, and I'm excited to find those. But I'm just stringing things together at the moment, and then I will find those gems and then find out how they go in the movie. That sounds like work that mm-hmm. happens that you mm-hmm. will do, which mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to. Yep. Jason, yes. now that uh, we've covered uh, any single project that you have ever worked on that I had anything to, that I even sneezed at. Sure. Um, by the way. Yes. <clears throat> for apparently the reason that you were felt guilty that you had said his name wrong. You invited mm-hmm. Matt Lieberman to host your 100th episode yep. of Comedy on Vinyl. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, James Urbaniak was like, yes, I will I will join it. You asked him mm-hmm. to, to, to come as well. He was like, yes, that, that'll be fun. And in my opinion, he had, he had like, he'd listened to your album and he had things to say. Yeah, that was weird. I, I simply said that that was weird that he had, he'd reviewed your work. Mm-hmm. Like he'd actually prepared for mm-hmm. the assignment. That was uncomfortable, which you had. but kind of cool. I'd say it's very cool. Yeah. 
you you were you were made a little nervous, I think, by the by those questions. But yep. I, but I um. Uh, oh, ooh, that would have been good. I what? should have just like listened to that episode uh-huh. and then like <laughs> wrote out all the exact questions <laughs> and just asked you the exact same questions. <laughs> See how yeah. I respond. Okay, yeah. great. So so maybe as like a bonus to this episode, mm-hmm. we will have gone back and I done like that. This, I like this idea. Uh, that's lovely. That's that's what I wanted to say there. Mm-hmm. And then I was there mostly because you just told me what you were going to do, and I thought it sounded like fun, and I just wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I mostly just sat there, but um. Now that we've covered... You were kind of like a uh, emotional support friend. That's what you were there for. And you participated. But you were also there very much to to keep my brain level. So thank you. Anything I can do. Mm -hmm. Happy to help. Sorry, you had a thing. Um, Now that we've covered everything I can think of... Sure. uh, ...that you and I have ever even remotely done together... Mm -hmm. Actually, yeah, I think that... I mean, everything except for that time that you had me uh, take a photo for your book, Postmodem, The mm-hmm. Interwebs Explained. It's a great photo. That's a great photo. Mm-hmm. It's almost even better than the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there we go. There it is. I didn't mean that. It was just it's solid. fun. It was good. It was just it was fun. Good. It was good. But I did really like that photo. It's a great photo. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, audience, uh, you're just going to have to look it up because I'm not going to help you out on that one. Uh, Postmodem, The Interwebs Explained. Mm-hmm. Uh, check it out. Um, now that we've uh, covered everything, yes, we've arrived at my last question yes. for you. And and Jason, this mm-hmm. is arguably mm-hmm. going to take the most time mm. to cover. Good, the whole thing. Give me things to say. What I want to know from you, Jason, is: Am I going to go your way? The answer is yes. Sorry. Continue. You're not Lenny Kravitz. Oh. Continue. Oh, uh, that's fun. You didn't say really. I just jumped on it. What I want to know from you, Jason, really, is are you going to go my way? Is that how the... What I really want to know is... Are you going to go my way? Anyway, can't clear that. Continue. You had a real question. Or, no, 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 no. You can go your own way with this. Mm-hmm. Don't don't worry about it. Um, you can call it another lonely day. Okay. What I want to know... Thank you. I didn't know the lyrics, so I couldn't pick so up on that. So you couldn't pick up. So I, you. again, I'm an emotional support podcast mm-hmm. guest. It's very good. Like, 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 give me a microphone. Make yeah. sure I have my own microphone. Sure, sure, sure. With which I will. Sharing a mic, that's weird. That is weird. Right. I will use it to sit there mm-hmm. and just provide good vibes mm-hmm. with no words. It. Very nice of you. What I want to know, Jason, mm-hmm. is what fun, random, anything you can think of, yes. come up with something bits or impressions do you want me to riff right now oh oh so you. this will be the remainder of our program oh okay good um well let's see uh you've unlimited thank you so much uh boy i did think of you uh in the interview that i was doing right before this where they were talking a bit about kevin pollack because my guest is friends with kevin pollack of kevin pollack's chat show of kevin pollack's chat show of of the possibly best known christopher walken impression uh, made me think of you because you enjoy a good Christopher Walken impression. I do. I I, I study a Kevin Pollack Christopher mm-hmm. Walken impression. The, the the various the various practitioners of a good Christopher Walken mm-hmm. impression. Jay Moore. And, and, well, and Kevin Pollack himself mm-hmm. illustrates the difference between his mm-hmm. and Jay Moore's Walken impression, mm-hmm. which is he says Jay Moore. He'll just keep it really straightforward. He'll go go up. You go down. Keep it, yeah, 
pretty yeah. much the whole time. That's true. And then Pollock illustrates how he himself is much better at the pause, implementing mm-hmm. the pause. Jay Moore is afraid of the pause. Kevin mm-hmm. Pollock is not afraid of the pause. Mm-hmm. And he'll take something you won't expect, and he'll take it, and he'll run with it a little bit, and then... And then... Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I think he was reading the phone book, or he was uh-huh. reading good. He was doing the Good Night Moon bit, oh, yeah. and then where I like to take this and delve even further, or riff even further, mm-hmm. is um, <clears throat> not just the pause, but the full-on character. Like, what are we talking about today? You want a sandwich? I went to a Subway sandwich shop earlier. I got an Italian BMT. I didn't even know if they had those anymore. I was asking what kind of bread I wanted and I went with Italian herbs and cheese and I said you want it toasted and I said no <laughs> so I got it with some onions and tomatoes and peppers and asked, can I have it Mike's way <laughs> I said no so I ordered the sandwich and I paid for the sandwich and then I ate the sandwich and I got a bag of chips and I took the chips home it's good again just like just let's let's just keep i almost hit christopher walking with my car once tell me he thought i was gonna hit him anyway so i pulled up into a uh well i was in uh right near the grove i don't think was it was i working near there i might have been working at the grove at the time either way i pulled up to uh the corner of whatever those two streets are and uh i stop a little short i like i stop very close to the crosswalk and this guy walks by it's a very hot day but he's wearing a knit cap and he like he walks up and puts his hand out like just very very seriously i'd already stopped my car but he was he was convinced just 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 clearly like a little paranoid pedestrians and I, do that pedestrians yeah. don't trust you to do what you're supposed to sure. do sure and i'm that way sometimes <clears throat> but i didn't possibly kill natalie wood so i don't get to say <laughs> just me leading up to the only thought i had was was like if he says anything to me i'm gonna yell something out about natalie wood i had that thought in the back of my mind because i'm a terrible like, person i i i I don't I don't know more than the public knows on sure. this matter but I, I. I'm like I'm like don't make this a thing let go of this I don't <laughs> this is not a thing let walking be walking I I sure. I, I think I don't what know I said if that's... was for humor just for the sake of legal I'm not actually saying that he uh, actually did it but but humor jokes and and, and and that's just my opinion sure because I just did I enjoy what he is too much. Too I, much. I understand. Too much. Mm-hmm. Um, however, yes. I completely support that decision. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a part I of think it. that that is very good, actually. Yeah, it's part of it. Also, why are you wearing a beanie? It's so hot. What out. color was it? A black beanie. In why? My head, in my head, he was wearing was all black, like just so, very dark clothing during a so hot. Day. It's so hot. So hot. Too mice. Uh, again. Um, yes. It's only because we were talking about this today. My buddies and I were talking about this today. Mm-hmm. We're talking about podcasts we had done. Sure. And and my friend and Tristan was quick to remind me, like, um, no, 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 no. This is not your first podcast. Mm-hmm. This and he reminded me that Lieberman and I did two episodes of a podcast called Walkin Talk, where each episode we did a different Christopher Walken anything. Okay. The first episode covered the movie Click. Okay. His performance in the movie oh Click. Oh my. The second episode Mouse covered. Hunt? Uh, we would have got to mouse hunt. mouse hunt. Think like a mouse. <laughs> the second episode covered the uh, first time Walken hosted SNL in uh-huh. 1980. Um, 
And then, and then we dropped the ball. What? That's too bad. Cause uh, like I would have loved to have kept doing it. Boy, can we do a sequel to Mouse Hunt where I play Nathan Lane and you play Christopher Walken? Is that possible? Is a sequel possible to that? Well, I'm not gonna stop you. Okay, you give that's me a call sheet. I'll show up. Sure. That is the one. Nathan Lane is the one guy I've wanted to call into Radio City because I feel like that's a believable. Even if you don't do a great Nathan Lane, if it sounds believable enough, they're like, "That's great, Nathan Lane's calling." Like it's just a weird. I had something to say, about I can't do it. Um. Listen, I'm so happy to be calling Kevin and Bean. You're my favorite radio people. Oh, listen. Listen, here's the thing. I just want to talk to you. I love... What happened to Ralph? Why did you guys fire Ralph? Who who fires Ralph? He's too good. Listen. All right, all right. We're sitting here with uh, Nathan Lane. Uh, apparently calling in. Who, who are your guys? <laughs> Well, here's the thing. I love uh, Joel Gray. Do you know Joel Gray? Uh, he was in the comedy store back in the 80s. Uh, well, I believe he was in Cabaret. One of my favorite homosexuals. He's a delight. Mm. He's hilarious. There's half a chance he might be a guest on Comedy on Vital, so I don't really know why oh, really? I'm bringing it up right now. I don't know now. why you're bringing That's this up. That's a weird, it's a weird uh, you know thing what? to this talk is, about is, ahead of time. This isn't a thing. Why would I bring up a this podcast was, I've never heard of? This yes? wasn't a direction I'd have gone in the bit. I mm-hmm. really, I shouldn't have even, I really appreciate that you were still going with the, I was just, <laughs> you were still going with the voice. I was like, oh, shucks, when we do this off camera, mm-hmm. off camera, off mic, uh-huh. Like we we just we just quote the specific lines from Glow and, uh-huh. and, I, and I'm like oh and yeah. I feel so comfortable in the Mark Maron voice sure but sure like, sure like just making it up right now I'd, so I'm gonna go bad. I'm gonna go to our other uh, <laughs> I just had, what was the other go to um, oh yeah well you know David <laughs> that's what I wanted to do but he was a guest but mm-hmm. I wanna um hmm hmm hmm. So I'm sitting here with Jason Klom, and I said to him, what is the secret of acting? I'm sorry, are you looking for an answer? No, no. Oh, I, okay, I, you're I, just I, thinking. No, no, I was looking for a direction for the bit. Mm-hmm. So far, all I've got is, like, just generic, hey, look at that thing, and I'm at a subway shop. I don't know if you noticed that's that's the, all the depth I've got in bits without something to Just subway is, that's fine, that's fine, I got you. That's I didn't fine. give you much. So give me something. Mm. <laughs> I got. What, what do you want? Mm, what do you want? See, this is the problem. If unless mm, mm. this is so directionless that my brain is just—I don't know what we're doing from one second to the other. I'm poor at this this part of it. You know what's happening? Low blood sugar. That's what's happening to my brain right now. Low you, blood sugar. You haven't eaten either. Not much. So Not that, enough. Finally, and then I had a ton of caffeine. Also, same we finally stage. found it. We, we finally, finally found what the premise. Mm-hmm. What the? Can, can, I, can I swear? Yeah. We finally found what the flipping premise of this episode was. Mm-hmm. Low blood sugar. Yeah. Yeah. I'm bad. Bad with low blood. I mean, we're doing fine there for a bit, but you want me to do a bit, and then I just drop. No, the ball I didn't. On you? I didn't want you to do. I didn't want you to do a bit. Oh, I, mean, okay. I want you to do a bit if you want to do a bit. Sure, sure. What sure. I want you to do is I want you to be my improv suggestion. Oh, I see. I got you. Toast. Um, Toast. Oh, oh, have a look here. Look here. What do we have? It's like bread, but then you add some heat to it, and then it turns into a d- different, different substance altogether. I put butter on it. I put jam. I put margarine. I can't believe it's not butter, but there it is. Oh, you better you... believe it. Ricola. <laughs> You weren't there. Oh, here we go. There, I got the merger in them. You weren't there for that 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 uh, live one, right, with Jamie Costa? That, no, I was there the for the live one with um, 
Vicky Lewis. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which that's God I was gonna it. say that like an hour ago. Yeah. Uh, that was you, you. After somebody gave you flack, you made sure everything was on vinyl. After that, uh-huh. you opened the Phil Hartman episode <laughs> by saying, "One time, I think he kind of, sort of helped with the artwork for this one vinyl album." Mm-hmm. It was a music album. Yeah, I said, random... I said we're here to talk about this album by Poco, which he designed the cover for. And then that was that was my excuse for talking about Phil Hartman. Well, you know, David, um, <laughs> what were you saying? What were you going to say about... Um... No, I wasn't there for the Robin Williams one. What were you going to right. say? Oh, no, that was it. I was just going to ask, yeah, if you were there for the Robin... Because you had beforehand had mentioned... Uh, you had asked if I had just been speaking to him because he also has the first name Jamie. Uh, but yes, his, his, his Robin Williams is upsetting. It's very good. And he looks, oh, too much and he like looks him. exactly like it's him. fucking weird. It's very weird. I don't know. Don't know what to say about that. It's a good one. It's a good episode because, uh, the only thing you don't get there is video, uh, of, uh, Rick Overton tearing up as he watches this guy do an impression of a guy he grew, he grew up in comedy with. You don't like, you can hear it a little, but you don't see the fucking tears welling up in his eyes i'm like this is a great moment it's too bad only six people are in the audience or whatever it was what's where, cra- where did you tape that uh that was uh ios rip oh yeah in the mm-hmm. in the dell close or in the big one uh i think it was in the big one because it was just it really yes yeah, for their comedy festival and they're like yeah we need it we'll fill the slot whatever see if you can get and you know we brought in six well, the weird thing is the people before us are a podcast that i think people had listened to like more than comedy on vinyl and uh their guest was fucking joel murray like and well joel murray was like king of that place for a long time i know but he, like, he'd play he played there regularly but they, they had like we were the only people in the audience like it was just a weird small it's like this is such a weird it's a bad time of the day weird We're, that's why we don't do live ones anymore time of the day Day. We don't do the live ones. We don't. Mom. No. We'd have to be real fam- We'd have to be my brother, my brother and me famous to do another live one. Good for you, man. Yeah. Good for you. Hold out on those, you know, 300,000 listeners. What is the million. premise of my brother, my brother and me? That is them doing fake advice via Yahoo Answers and also from their... Um, Are they My Dad emails. Wrote a Porno Famous? Uh, I don't know how famous that is. They had a TV show on CISO when that was a thing. Oh, that was a thing. They just did a podcast about how they wanted to be in Trolls 2 and within a year got in Trolls 2. So they're famous enough. They've got agents. They've got, they got their shit figured out. They're making a living off of podcasting. They're that quite is, impressive. That is pretty cool. You know, somebody who just started a random fan account that uh-huh. was designed on the premise that Weezer should cover Toto's Africa got Weezer to cover That's Toto's how that, Africa. That happened as a thing. That was the dawn Mm-hmm. of the movement at least according to a no it wasn't a random article it was an npr piece that uh-huh. i read interesting oh yes ready oh. <laughs> no i'm not what <laughs> i was gonna let you go i just uh, when somebody's doing a robin williams it's like when robin williams is in the room you can't really participate no you have and... to let it happen right you understand if you do a more obscure impression like a Nathan Lane, people are, feel very free to play along. What's 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 the most obscure impressions we can come up with? You know what? I, you know what I thought of or just that? like a couple of hours ago that I was like, I can't believe nobody does this. Huh. Will Ferrell. How do you? I do don't. Will? I'm really upset right now, <laughs> and I I want I want answers. I want the answers to my questions. <laughs> and Mark Wahlberg's here, and I don't know how that happened but that's a thing 
<laughs> that's a thing that the i can't i can't quite get the that was the energy but i can't yeah. quite get the vocal well, i think that's tone. why i think that's why because he is his energy is his stop thing. it now <laughs> we're going to take a walk and eat some ice cream he that's his his energy is his thing he doesn't have a distinct enough vo- he does but it's not it's, it's not Wahlberg. Yeah. by the way daniel van kirk has done comedy on vinyl and that dude's Wahlberg is the best Wahlberg on the planet there's do, no better. I, I can only think of Andy Samberg doing, and now Mark Wahlberg Which was talks great. to animals. Daniel Van Kirk's is a million times better, and he can improv for an hour in character, and oh. it's the best thing you've ever heard. It's uh, I will give him full props for that. It's 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 too good. The most obscure impression I do is probably Sam Rockwell, and that's it's not the best Sam Rockwell, but do it's it. not too bad. Let me. Uh, well, I'll see now. Now I'm on the spot, but. Just like all it is is it's mostly him from uh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, yeah. like with a mouthful. Like, what, what are you even talking about? Man? <laughs> That's it. That's just like I can do an extended Rockwell if I have a bit to do. But it's just like, what? What are you even? I don't. You want me to be a spy? He's just got a mouthful of food. By the way, underrated movie. George Clooney is a directing genius. It's an underrated film. Do you know what's crazy about this? Hmm. Is when I became uh, conscious of. Uh, things yes i was a <laughs> devotee of charlie kaufman to like religious extremist purposes okay, okay. purposes lengths lengths Lengths. sure and i would have said like <clears throat> i read an interview where charlie kaufman said he didn't care for george clooney's directorial interpretation of his <laughs> script therefore george clooney's going down like like i felt that for years uh-huh. based on one sentence i read one time once mm-hmm. however i would really like to revisit that movie and it's i've enjoyed great. everything else i've seen that clooney's directed it's great uh, enjoyed good it. night and good luck is also great but uh as a and fucking premiere first of all i'm he, david strathern i'm the most obscure impression he's you're gonna so get good though he's so good at that but confessions of a dangerous mind is fake technicolor before anybody had bothered to do that they fake technicolor in that movie they fake like two color technicolor uh, oh. before AVM, aviator ever even tried it okay and didn't do it that well the um, cameos by damon and brad pitt Mm, yes. Mm. Sec- mm. Now, after Deadpool 2, now the second best Brad Pitt that's cameo. That's true. Yeah. yeah, that's a good call. And it uh, he does all these like really rookie director things where he's trying to show off, and they all pay off. That's why it's good. He does this dumb shit where, like, let's open up the scene, literally, like the fucking things move aside like they're in a play. Yeah. And, like, the- but it's good. It's the only way to do it and make it work. It's Confessions of a Dangerous wow. Mind is great. I know what I'm doing tonight. Yeah. I'm going to watch Please. this movie. I need to get it. I don't have it in HD. That's the thing. I had to show my buddy it in SD, and it still, he was like, had his mind blown. I'm David Strathairn. (laughs) (laughs) I was in Sneakers. (laughs) I was in Ninja Turtles, man. That's the first movie I ever did. Okay, when you selling cigarettes to kids, it's pretty great. Well, that's crazy. I was on the moon. Did you see Moon? No, I I did not see Moon. Moon. I will not tell you anything about it. Duncan Jones' Moon. I need to see Moon. It's great. It's too bad Kevin Spacey's the voice of the robot, but uh, it's so good. What do you you want me to do? It's don't watch it at night. Don't watch it if you have OCD and like you're late at night. Like you're gonna build up. Gonna, stri- you I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna watch it. Okay. Watch it during I'll, the day. I'll watch it weekend. at 10 a.m. on a Tuesday. High. Okay. Okay. Like, that works. Relaxed high, not like out of your mind. Because because it's very easy to go one way or the other. Although, if you get paranoid when you get high, don't watch it. Right. Because sometimes it depends on the kind. Mm-hmm. Depends on the kind of kind. But and, and thank you. Right. I don't know enough about the weed. I'm just saying, if I had been proper high when I watched it, it might have been better. I got paranoid watching it. It was late at night and I was alone. 
I'm David Strathairn. Uh, <laughs> um, I was on set with David Strathairn once and Jimmy Pardo at the same time. Should I point that out? Is Jimmy Pardo, was Jimmy Pardo related to Don Pardo? No. Everybody asks him that. I'm answering that question before you ever ask him that if you meet him in person. No, good. I, that's why I asked Not you, really. so I didn't want to ask him. That's a Jimmy Pardo album right there. Jimmy Pardo that. and David Strathairn were both on the episode of Monk that I was an extra on. You were an extra on an episode of Monk in addition to an episode of, not Angel, what was the one? Alias, yes. Alias, Crossing Jordan, did, many who, shows. Who, did, who crossed Jordan? Um, oh, well, I will tell you. I met Jerry O'Connell and forced him to shake my hand. <laughs> what are we doing? Are we crossing Jordan? Right, like, what's going on, man? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> hey, all right, buddy. Hey, hey, ape man. I love it. All right, welcome to planet Earth. Here we go. Zay Fad. I was just watching that. Oh, yeah. god damn it! I need to rewatch yeah, that. Movie. Uh, it's on. It's on Netflix now. Is it? Yes. Ooh, all right. Hey, all right. I'll keep it. <sighs> I tried that one time. I, I I used to be able to do it. It's not an easy impression. No, it's not. Galaxy Quest. Great movie. Need to do a sequel. That's what it was. We also need it's to do more... that as a drinking game. I don't know why we're not. They're going to do it in New York. Jason, I'm going to tell you right now. I'll tell you on mic. Uh I'm going to New York. Uh Uh-huh. To go see it? To go be in it. God damn it. Because I'm going to make it happen with positive visualization. Do it then. Do it. Okay. Malcolm Gladwell style. Malcolm Gladwell is the positive visualization guy? I don't know. Malcolm Gladwell is a 10,000 hours guy. But he's also like, you visualize your shit. Welcome to Revisionist History. I'm Malcolm Gladwell. This is my podcast about things that go overlooked it's, that's it's not hmm. i don't know what he sounds like so i yeah it's that, tough he looks like he could sound he's, like he's that. a very like he's a very like he's very precise in his manner of speech mm-hmm. but like if you're gonna go that full whatever like he you physically might as- looks like a broken praying mantis to me he weirds me out <laughs> Something like, about him. Like, like God broke, accidentally broke a praying mantis <laughs> a halfway bit. through. A little bit. Okay. Okay. There's something about it. I don't know. He weirds gonna, me out. You're going to go full, like, precisely when they talk, like, you might as well do Christoph Walter Ira Glass. Ooh, is yeah. The point. Yeah. Um, I wish I could do a better Ira Glass. I'm I've David Strathairn. <laughs> <laughs> um, good night and good luck. Here's the thing. Hello, I'm Edward R. Morrow. No, I don't get the pot. It's turning into Edwin. No, no, you're Paul Lynn. Oh no, Paul Lynn or Edwin? Yeah, it's there's a there's a lot of Paul Lynn on the last episode too. By the way, there's a ton because my guest has met and was friends with Paul Lynn. It was a very weird. It was a very weird episode of Comedy on Vinyl. It was good. It was great. From WBEZ Chicago, it's Comedy on Vinyl. I'm Ira Glass. <laughs> Today on the program, um, what happens when the interviewee <laughs> becomes the interviewed id? <laughs> Some very surprising things might happen. Stay with us. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, I can't. But now we go to Hannah Jaffe Walt with more on the story. Of course we do. Yeah, of course. Why do we you do. not go to Hannah Jaffe Walt? I just go, go to Hannah Jaffe Walt. <laughs> I I always get like when I read the credits at the end of This American Life, I'd mm-hmm. always like I'd always stop, but I always enjoy it at the moment that they get to Jonathan Menhevar. Yeah, I don't think I don't know if he's still if he's still on staff at the moment, but mm-hmm. he's like. Alyssa Ship, Nancy Updike, Nikki Meek, Jonathan Manhevar. Something about that that read and the way he goes up when he says it. Mm-hmm. All right. So the basic premise uh-huh. that we landed on uh-huh. for this episode yes. is revisiting those key moments mm-hmm. of comedy on vinyl mm-hmm. and those 300 podcasts. Yeah, 500. Well, 300 oh, comedy. Five, 300? 500 of all my podcasts combined as of this week as we release this. Today, today, we cover those key moments from 500 episodes worth 
a podcast. There's no way you can imagine how friggin' Kennedy would have said the word podcast. Yeah, right. Podcast. You get a podcast. Yeah, there's a half chance. Jason Klom uh-huh. has produced. We're going to the moon. <laughs> ich bin ein Balena. That's that's all. You, you need those little hooks. You of need course. those little ins. Mm-hmm. So this was an episode of where you and I revisited key moments sure. from podcasts that you have produced. Mostly comedy on vinyl. Let's be clear. Mostly comedy on vinyl. And it. Um, <clears throat> Let me just say a couple things though. Dispatches from Fort Awesome. We interviewed Paul Sims, creator of News Radio. Three episodes. That's worth. pretty epic. Uh, that's pretty all nice. the writers and everybody who have been on are great, but Paul Sims. Uh, basically coming on and saying, love that you're doing that. And also, I've got a mug. I mean, come on. I've got a news radio mug You've now. You've got a mug. I've got a news radio mug. Uh, and then on Dan J's Comedy Hour, you know, kind of becoming best friends with my best friend again. So th- those are important things. That is nice. I can't, I can't think of, I can't, like, that is one of the best reasons to do a podcast I can think of, is yeah. to have, like, an actual project to do together as, mm-hmm. like, a reason to stay in touch or something like that. Yeah. As we get older and life becomes more and more fragile. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I said fragile as opposed to unpredictable, but it's both, isn't it's it? both. Mm-hmm. It's comedy on vinyl <laughs> with Jason Klom mm-hmm. featuring Lorraine Newman. <laughs> I mean, you have to do musical guest, not Jason Klum. <laughs> Ooh, are you gonna sing a song for me? And your host, David Strathairn. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> David Strathairn. <laughs> <laughs> It's great to be here. Thank you. I'm David Strathairn. You know. <laughs> I was wondering how far you were going to go. I just, want, I just wanted to give you that. Sure. To like cut and like plop into the beginning of the of the thing if you, right. if, you, if you want it. Oh, this is just going to run straight through. There's going to be no cuts of great, this, whatever great, just happened love today. Love it. Good. It, you know what it was? Mm-hmm. is The free-for-all allowed me to bust back into Robin Williams, mm-hmm. uh, which I like. I really had not felt comfortable doing since he passed. Oh. Um, well, mm. for for a while. Not much lately. Sure. Uh, and, and, and I honestly, I stopped doing Don Pardo, too, after he passed. Mm-hmm. So once we got going on those riffs, You're I was like... way too respectful of it. You're a real Von Meter. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> we found it. Oh, good night, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for coming out. It's been a real pleasure. My name is not Jason Klom. My guest today has been Jason Klom. Do you want to give a title to this podcast? Want to put it up? Like, like it's its own podcast. Like it's its like own you're going to make its own feed? You're going to make it give it its own feed? I won't give it its own feed, but, but I feel put like it in all three it feeds. Title. Put it in all three feeds. <laughs> Just uh, take over all three feeds with it. You should give it a title. Like, what's the name? What's 500 the name? Jason Kloms. Oh, okay. I might come up with another title or for it. Or It's then. Jason Klom Live. I don't think my name's going to end up in the title. I feel like that's inappropriate. How about I'm David Strathairn? I'm David Strathairn <laughs> might have to be what it's called. Uh, Alex, you hosted this, and thank you delightfully. But do you want to promote something? I feel like you should promote something at the end of this. We, you just sat down and did this for almost 80 minutes with What's, me. I would have done this mm-hmm. even if I didn't have anything to promote, which I usually never have anything to promote. Sure, but. However, you happen to catch me at a time mm-hmm. when I actually really need to promote something. Mm-hmm. 
so if you like podcasts, which obviously you don't, because you just listened to <laughs> what an hour and fifteen minutes of us winging a podcast. Yep. Um, you're going to want to go to your uh, Apple Podcasts app thingy that you're in right now. You're going to sure. want to click on that little magnifying glass that says search. You're going to type in two words, dirty girl, okay. as in dirty girl. Sure. And then and then something's going to pop up. There's going to be one logo that has a pink neon sign, pink neon lettering in the thing. You're going to click on that one. You're going to subscribe to it. And then you're going to go down and you're going to give it a, a rating mm-hmm. out of five stars. I don't care which rating you go with. And you're going to write a review. And I don't care what you say. But mm-hmm. you're just going to do those things. Okay. And by you, I'm not talking to the audience at home that I was just addressing. I'm talking sure. to you, Jason Klom, whom I'm making eye contact with Good. right now. Thank you. And also I'm talking to everybody at home listening. Right, right, right. But yes, we just uh, launched uh, last Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when when is this going to go out? Uh, some t- we launched we launched Friday September the fourth. Fairly certain it comes out first thing next week. Uh, uh, brilliant! That's beautiful. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're just listening to this, there should be two weeks worth of episodes. Mm-hmm. There should be like three or four episodes out. Uh, we'll be two weeks into an eight week season one, mm-hmm. uh, and it's dope. Uh, it's um. <clears throat> it's my friend Heather mm-hmm. talking to uh, other women mm-hmm. uh, uh, about um. It's sort of like a body positive, empowering thing of women talking about um, gross stories and everyday gross things. I like that. It's funky. It's, it's a important. little funky podcast, and it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Awesome. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Are you on Twitter? I can never remember people's fucking handles. Honestly, I don't really give a hoot or a hoot and a half mm-hmm. about my own uh, social meds. Mm, okay. uh, I want you to follow at Dirty Girl Pod on mm-hmm. Instagram if okay. I want you to do anything. Okay. That's what I want you to do. And come see us in a drinking game whenever and the hell And that's that is really next. what I want you to do is come see us in a drinking game whenever the heck the next one is. It'll be in October. Yeah. Should be a good, I think, a new Halloween-related uh, show that we're not page, allowed to announce yet. But yeah. You go to Facebook and you mm-hmm. type in a drinking game. Mm-hmm. And Don't you go, go to the New York one. You, you can you follow us and New York. You that's can, fine. But just I'm follow saying, all of them just to make sure you hit the L.A. one. The L.A. one the LA doesn't one first. The L.A. one just says a drinking game because it's the OG. Right. That needs to be said. Mm-hmm. You know this. The L.A. drinking game is the OG drinking game. Mm-hmm. It's the OG ADG. Mm-hmm. I'm David Strathairn, <laughs> and you've been on... Good night. Wait, no, no, no. But, do, do you have more to say? No. No, I'm good. No, I'm not going to promote anything. You don't have like a Why whole... Why would I promote? No. Oh, wait, no. We spent the whole you episode promoting your stuff. You made this all about me. Yeah, yeah, so, no. So, good night, and good luck. Thanks, David. Oh, which one am I? Wow, what are we doing here? That's great. (laughs) The song Spyglass is by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License. Creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0.